Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Well-Informed Podcast. I am your lovely host, as always, Zach Coble, and we are here today in Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm sitting in the lovely kitchen of Tim Bringard's house. We played golf today. It's the only place you can find great weather. It wasn't great. It was slow, and we had a miserable time, and we both shot a million. So started off bad. Let's see if this makes it any better. Tim is a longtime friend of mine. He comes from the lovely land of uh, First Tee of Brunswick County, Carolina Life Skills and Leadership Academy internship with me. And from then on, it's been Timmy B and Zachy C riding cool. Welcome, Tim. Thanks for having me. Throwing it way back there with the CLA. I, I'm surprised I remember the damn name of that thing. Uh, uh, Carolina Life Skills and Leadership Academy. We had a shirt with it on there. It cost like $20 a letter. They said, screw it. We're going to do it anyways. Um, so today, we are going to cover a lot of different things. We had a pre-production meeting to make sure that we were on the same page of hating Notre Dame. So we'll always cover that um, to you guys' excitement. Uh, also, intro music brought to you by my talented cousin, Mr. Jack Zaffries. Um, he wrote and did all of that music for me, so we'd have a lovely intro. Uh, we're going to hop right in, because screw it. Um, the first thing we have to talk about is this college football playoff. Have you followed? I have not followed. I've been as caught up as you are in the last 10 minutes. Um, college football playoff is garbage. Um, we either expand to eight teams... Or we just let Alabama and Clemson duke it out every year because that's all we're ever going to get. You've got the one time that LSU made it because they had the best player in college football ever last year, and that was it. Everything else is Clemson and Alabama and nobody else. So, first previewed game is Alabama versus Notre Dame. This is going to be an easy one. Alabama's going to kill them. Okay. What's the spread on the Notre Dame-Alabama game? Like 12. Okay. And nobody goes into a playoff game favored by 12. That's fair, yeah. But okay. Alabama is going into a playoff game favored by 12 yeah. because after Notre Dame lost to Clemson, thank you, Jesus, because I told, I told y'all, I swear to God I told y'all, and I know I told you last week too, Clemson is good when they're healthy. What you saw the first game was a not healthy Clemson. Now... You have healthy Clemson, and they smack the world. Um, what is the spread on that? That's probably a bajillion. It actually is. Oh! All right, folks, I was wrong. It? It's 19 and a half. 19 and a Alabama half. Alabama is favored by 19 and a half now. Exactly what's going to happen, because Ian Book is terrible, um, and Notre Dame is terrible. They turn out linemen like it's nobody's business, but that's not a skill position, folks. You still have to score a touchdown at the end of the day. And when you put up 17 against Clemson, I guarantee you you won't beat Alabama. So in your mind, Notre Dame has zero chance of pulling one out of the hat and beating Alabama? Nope. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. And I'm disgusted by Notre Dame right now, and we'll get into it later, because they got a lot of issues with a lot of people. But they should have. I mean, it's great that they played in the ACC. They went undefeated in the ACC. But honestly, it's the freaking ACC. 
Like, put them in the SEC. Let them get trounced by a couple of 500 teams, and then they'll get their shit checked. The next game is a little bit more of a talking point. Clemson versus Ohio State University. They put Clemson 2-3 and three because they didn't want to put Clemson in a spot to play Notre Dame again because nobody wants to see a trouncing another time two weeks after the first trouncing. But does Ohio State even deserve to be here? Because you've got five wins and your six as a conference title over a bunch of Reese Davises and Northwestern. Like, what have you done? What have you done? Indiana has a decent football program for the first time since the 70s, and you beat them and you almost lose. What have you done? You don't deserve it. <laughs> Get out of my face. Put Texas A&M in. Do something other than Ohio State. I'm not hating. It feels I, like you're hating a I'm little just, bit there. I'm just saying, like, I, I, it's, it's, we're all gonna, we're gonna see it. I mean, Clemson's gonna beat Ohio State by like forty, and even though the spread's only seven and a half towards Clemson, they're it's gonna beat them by half, like six and a half now. They're gonna beat them like thirty, and everybody's gonna be like, "Told you so." The the Paul Feinbaum show is gonna light up because. He's going to be talking about SEC is the greatest thing ever and Clemson is the greatest thing ever. And it's all true. And both of these teams are going to end up playing each other. And Clemson and Alabama are going to have a really good game in the title game. And that's going to be all she wrote. And then why are we even playing these other two games? Like, it's not worth it. What, what if somebody gets hurt during these two games that don't matter on the road to the national championship between Alabama and Clemson? Now you're out a guy because they made you play an extra game that wasn't even worth playing, even though you won by 40? What do you do then? You, 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 what, if, what if Trevor Lawrence breaks his freaking leg against Ohio State after they're already winning by 40? And now he can't play in the national championship game and you just wasted your whole season because he's obviously getting drafted and he's not coming back to Clemson to win another one. I think if they get that high up, they're put in their backup quarterback. Like, you'd have to at that point. Yeah, I mean, but you're – yeah, I guess Trevor's already a number one pick. Usually I would say you're trying to get this guy's draft stock up, but he, 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 he's the best. We yeah. already know it. Um, here's where my beef with Notre Dame football is. First of all, you're not an ACC school. Get out of my face. You joined because you didn't have anywhere else to go. And nobody else wanted to play you because you're an independent school and you want to be an independent school. And then everybody was like, Mm-mm, we ain't playing non-conference games. So Notre Dame goes, oh, that's our whole schedule. What are we going to do now? And then you join the ACC for a year. It doesn't count. You don't get coach of the year. Brian Kelly, please give that award back. Give it to Mac Brown. Give it to Dave Doran. Give it to the guy in Boston College. I don't really care who gets it. Just not Brian Kelly. Because you're not an ACC coach. You shouldn't be eligible for the award. Because it's like a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am. We're going back to an independent after we finish this season. And that's not fair to the ACC. So they're staying independent after this season? Yeah. Yeah, they're going right back to the way it always was. Because they are a Catholic school. And their entire premise is based on their religion of independence. And being Catholic and all that other good stuff. 
So they don't want to join a conference. But why switch for just one season? Just to pick up games? Yeah. All they needed was games on the schedule. They needed games to play. And their whole schedule is full of non-conference games. They play Stanford. They play USC. They play a couple ACC teams. They play a couple of Big Ten teams. And all those conferences said, we're not playing non-conference games. Which, there goes the Notre Dame game. So you have to do something in order to get a schedule or you end up like BYU who is putting games together on Thursday night to go play on Saturday. So you pick up the Coastal Carolina game against Exactly. BYU. You yeah. pick up the Coastal game on a Thursday night and go travel all the way to Conway where we almost were, Conway, South Carolina. We were only an hour away from Conway today. Should have gone to Myrtle Beach. Wanted to go to Myrtle Ooh. Beach today. Yeah, a little salty on that one. I wanted to go to Myrtle Beach. I want to go to Superstore. I wanted to go to the 85,000-square-foot PGA Tour Superstore today in Myrtle Beach. But the five-and-a-half-hour round we played prohibited us to do that because we both got stuff to do later. Anyways, Notre Dame sucks. Um, Brian Kelly sucks. Um, they're going to look terrible against Alabama, and I'm going to love every second of it. Do you have anything else to add to college football, Tim? So my only question is, still on the independent thing, like really the only thing to gain from that is just flexibility of your own schedule if teams are willing to play ball, right? And is, yep. it, is it a money grab at that point to be independent? Or It like- can be. So Notre Dame has a contract with NBC. The biggest stuff that I've heard about it is their donors are the one that wants to stay independent and the university directors want to join a conference. But when you're hundred million dollar a year between four people donors want to be independent yeah. and they fund like your entire athletics department, you do what they say. Yeah, hard to tell them now. You you, you kinda do what they say. Not that they would like hate Notre Dame for the rest of their lives if they went against what they thought. But you don't want to cross that bridge. Like so, it's not a cross that bridge when you come to it scenario. You don't want to get to the bridge. Of allowing them to make that choice. And it doesn't make any sense because if you are in a conference and your conference gets to the championship or the playoff, you get like 50 million bucks and then you get money from the NCAA tournament. If you're every tournament team that you get, you get a certain amount of money to split throughout the conference and basketball. So say you got like eight teams in. I don't know what the dollar amount is, but for easy math, you get a million dollars per team that makes NCAA tournament and basketball. And then you split that money over the entire ACC. So if you're in the ACC, even if you suck like Wake Forest and never win a game this season, you get a piece of the pie. Why wouldn't you want that? It's free money. It's free money. And at that point, if you're Notre Dame and you're good enough and you join one of these conferences, it's more money than your donors can give you, maybe. But it's definitely more money than you're getting out of NBC to play independent football. If you had to guess, what do you think the NBC contract's worth? Seven million bucks. Seven million? Seven million bucks. That's a nice chunk for, is that one year? It's five games. Five games? It's five games. They are contractually obligated to play five games per season on NBC, either at 4.30 or 7.30. Okay. It's not a bad gig. Seven million is a pretty healthy chunk. Yeah, but if you roll into the ACC and... You get more than that. It's true. <laughs> you just get more than that. 
And Notre Dame's athletic conference is they're in the Big Ten for hockey. They've joined the conference Big Ten for hockey. And all of their track and field sports, Olympic sports, and basketball is in the ACC already. And they play for the ACC title every year. Football is the only one that remains out of a conference. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's a, somewhere somewhere down the line. Some donors stipulated that football probably stays independent. They've just it's just the way they've always done it, and they don't want to get around that. Um, I had a suggestion for a topic, and I was going to bring this up anyways because duh. Um, but Caitlin at Lonnie Pool said that we should talk about how NC State beat the University of North Carolina in basketball last week. Which they did. Or was it last week? Yeah, uh, it was last week. Last week, yeah. And they tried to give it away. We're up by like 20 at halftime. No, we were up by 9 at halftime. We were up by 20 at one point. 17, I think, was the exact number. And just like any NC State basketball team, we tried to give it away because that's what we're best at. Um, at least we're not giving away our Jordans. Ha ha. UNC. Um but we tried to give it away, as we always do. And we won by three, even though we are up by 17 in the second half. We won by three. We tried, maybe. But it wasn't the kind of hype that, like, surrounds a normal NC State Carolina game. Like, even though we won, I didn't feel like we won a big game against Carolina. It just felt like a regular game, you know? Like, there's always so much hype revolving around the UNC Carolina or UNC and NC State game. And this year, uh, nobody was talking about it. Nobody cared. I just feel like because it was so early in the season, like, we're all used to seeing that game in February. Right. And it's always got some sort of stipulations on tournament stuff and all this stuff and it's like no we're gonna play in the middle of december it's not gonna mean anything and it's not gonna feel the same at all i honestly forgot it was even basketball season everything's just been so like you know you got football playoffs coming on you got college football playoffs all going on and then you just throw basketball in the mix yeah i mean and you can't there's nobody in pnc arena to watch that game which really sucks because that was the first time the NC State beat UNC at home in seven years. UNC mm. has come in to PNC Arena and whooped our ass for seven straight years. We can't even defend home court, and we almost tried to give it away, as we always do. But thank you, Caitlin, because I did want to throw out my grievances like it was uh, Festivus. <laughs> throughout my grievances like it's festivus my grievance was how in the world do you almost give up that game and it didn't feel like anything happened um when's the next matchup between state and chapel hill it'll be in chapel hill probably in like february like you normally see it okay think state can go back to their court no keep it no maybe carolina sucks this year they're not very good are they even ranked this year yeah they're ranked Maybe not after we beat them. No, they're probably still ranked because bias. But I don't think they are, and they might be. Who knows? But either way, they're not as good as they usually are. 
because usually they're really freaking good. No, they are not ranked right now. They're five and three, and the next game is Saturday, January twenty third. Okay. Yeah, they're normally better. They're not good right now. We're five and one. Get up on some of that. Um, six and one. I'll take whatever you say. The more wins, the better. One loss. One loss. Carolina fans, Duke fans, come at me. One loss. Better than you. Actually, Duke mate. No, Duke has more than one loss, shouldn't they? I don't know. Anyways, I don't want to get too far into college basketball, but I did want to talk about Gonzaga because they look like a real basketball team now. Um, all the time, Gonzaga has played through the regular season in their conference, and they've played some no-name teams in the out-of-conference schedule, and they almost go undefeated every year. They lose like one or two games. They win the conference. They get to the tournament. They play real basketball teams. They lose every time. Every time they lose. This year, though, they're dropping like 100 points on everybody. And they've beaten four top 20 teams in their first seven games. So they put a real schedule together. And now I'm worried that they're going to kill everybody. It's going to be like the Kansas City Chiefs of college basketball. And they're just going to powerhouse through everybody and start a dynasty. Maybe not a dynasty, but holy cow. Like, they're moving right now. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got two kids that are dropping like 30 points a game, which is ridiculous, and they're scoring almost 100 every game. And their last game was against Virginia, which is defensive-centered, and they scored 97. It was the second most points allowed in Tony Bennett's entire coaching career. But do you think they can keep up the steam? <sighs> Yes. You, you, you honestly That's do? the biggest piece is they've never been able to show anybody enough to make them think that they're actually real contenders. And then this year, they actually look the part. It's not like an action, an actor going out there and playing a zag of basketball like it always is. And then they recast the role and it turns into the turds you get <laughs> in the tournament. Like this is a real deal somehow. And who knows? Uh, I mean, they're definitely favorites. They've got to be because they're killing everybody. They beat Iowa. Iowa's like, great. They're number two or number three when they beat them. So they're killing fools right now. Okay, other than Gonzaga, do you think there's another sleeper team out there going into the tournament? Honestly, I feel like they might be in a league of their own. I know that sounds crazy, but they genuinely might be on their own in this spot of we're really good and we don't really care who we play. We're going to whoop some butt and keep moving. I thought Illinois looked really good, but they've lost a couple now. Maybe they've lost one. No, they were really good. Now they've lost three. Good Lord, guys. What are y'all doing? They beat Duke by a million, and then they lost to Missouri. They lost to Rutgers. Wow. Okay. Well, you guys suck. Baylor looks pretty good. I'll give Baylor a shot. I mean, I don't take any Big Ten basketball schools seriously since Texas stopped being really good and Kevin Durant went away. <laughs> That's the last time the Big 12 have been relevant in basketball, um, except for Huggy Bear at West Virginia. Huggy Bear will always be my favorite. 
Huggy Bear is my spirit animal. Villanova, maybe. But I think Gonzaga is in a league of their own right now because they're just ninji womping action on everybody out there. If you understand that reference, you're my best friend. Um, they got some ninji womping action out there from their half-cocked Judy chop. And I'm telling you, if you understand that reference, I love you. Thank you. Um, I want to jump into NFL football because that's probably the biggest topic I've got today because there's so much going on. We're in week 16, finished up yesterday, going into the final week. Playoff implications, everybody. First, um, shout-out to Alvin Kamara. I know you listen to the show, so big shout-out to you, bud. Six freaking touchdowns. That's ridiculous, dude. What did you have for the game? How much Coke did you snort before you ran out there and looked like the Energizer Bunny and scored six freaking touchdowns, dude. What was going on in your brain? Ties the NFL record, by the way. Ties the NFL record. Who was behind him close? What? Who set the record before him, do you know? No idea. Probably Jim Brown. Probably Barry Sanders. Walter Payton. Somebody like that. But six touchdowns. Running them in. The Saints rolled on Christmas Day. It was just ridiculous. Like, Drew Brees didn't even have to show up. It's like, sit down, big posh. I got six touchdowns in me today. And it's going to be enough to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Well, they're also playing the Minnesota Vikings. They're supposed to be good. How good are they? The Vikings are, like, trying to make a playoff push. And Kirk Cousins still sucks, so they'll never get there. But they're trying. I don't know. It's still, uh... uh, Alvin Kamara. Six touchdowns, dude. Good job. Have a field day. Have a drink. Whatever you want to do. You probably smoke, smoke some cor- co- cocaine and go out on the football field. Smoke cocaine? You can do whatever you want to. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. Shoot it, smoke it, snort it. <laughs> Not that he's going to you know, let us know that's what he's doing on the back end. Who knows? They don't test for that anymore. Just take some Ben Gay, slap on your balls. It'd be good to go. Yeah, that's fine. They don't They don't test for that. Um... That's all I have for the Saints. Sean Payton's still a goat. I don't care what anybody says. Anybody who can win games without their star quarterback is a goat. Um, The Browns. What the hell, dude? You lost to the Jets? You lost to the freaking Jets? The freaking Jets. After they just got their heart broken in Oakland a couple weeks ago. And then they come off. The Jets have back-to-back wins, folks. What the hell is that? What the hell is going on? They're trying to keep their quarterback. I don't know. I mean, listen, I love Sam Darnold. I think he just needs the right system in place, and he shouldn't have to learn a new system every year for the last three years like he has. I think they should stick with him. But, dude, the whole tank for Trevor movement is about not winning games. And for you, the Browns, aren't you supposed to be making a playoff push? Isn't this supposed to be the day, the year, that you break the 13-year drought of missing the playoffs? Like, what are y'all doing? You had a 78% chance of making the playoffs if you beat the Jets. Now you're less than 50. And the only way to get in is either to beat the Steelers, which probably isn't going to happen this week, or, I forget who has to lose, the Cardinals 
No. No. Here. Let's see. Week 17. Browns could have clinched a playoff win with a loss by either Baltimore Ravens or Colts. Uh, if That's the Jaguars beat the Colts in the week Colts 17. The Colts have to lose, essentially. Yeah. So the Colts are not going to lose to the Jaguars because the Jaguars have the number one spot of the NFL draft locked up. And they are going to throw in this practice squad to play that game to make sure they lose. I am not giving up the number one spot to go out and beat Indy. Sorry. Yeah, right. Uh, Jets, congratulations to the Jets. But Baker Mayfield coughing up three fumbles inside of his own territory and 10 points being scored off of those three turnovers after... After uh, three turnovers, ten points, off of turnovers, and you lose by seven. Baker, get it together, bro. That's it. Like, Baker, you lost to the Jets. Yeah, that was get, get pretty, it pretty ugly loss there. Uh, but got a hand to the, the Giants doing their part, losing by a big time. And further diminishing the Browns' chance, Browns' chance of getting to the playoffs. And then you've got to let the Jaguars try to beat Indianapolis, yeah. and you have to go beat the Steelers, and you're not going to go beat the Steelers. So do they lock it up with a win against the Steelers? Yes. And then you have to worry you about the You control your own destiny yeah. if you beat the Steelers. If you lose to the Steelers, you have to wait for the Jaguars to beat the Colts, and that's not going to happen. I'm putting in the scrubs before I lose that number one draft pick. And then you get Trevor Lawrence. You get your ass handed to you by the Colts in the last game of the season, and your prize is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, but do you want someone who openly said that he didn't want to come to your team? Nobody wants to come to that team. What is this, Eli Manning? Get over it. Get over it. I don't care if you don't want to be there. If it was your choice, everybody would be going to the same team. That's fair. We're going to go to the Chiefs. We're going to play for the Chiefs. Now, come to the Giants. The Giants need the some Chiefs, help. The Chiefs are going to have a 347-man roster, if that was the way that would work. Um, speaking of the Chiefs, what's going on, bro? They're, like, barely winning games. I know they're winning they're games. They're still winning. But they're barely winning games. You have a dog fight against the Saints. You have a dog fight against the Raiders. And then well, a though. missed field goal is the only reason you beat the Falcons? The Falcons, bro. The Falcons. The Falcons. The Falcons. The Falcons. That poor kicker, though. He's a rookie. The, the, the stupid uh, commentators comes out, oh, he hasn't missed one all season or all game. Jinx him. What does he do? Shanks it. Big time jinx. Gives him the commentator's curse. Put him on it. Big time jinx. Sorry, bro. You were doomed from this. This is what, a 39 yard field goal attempt, right? That's that's a chip shot for That's lock and key for them. You're still a rookie. I get it. But your only freaking job is getting paid the NFL league minimum of $430,000 a year is to kick that field goal, bro. Put it through the uprights. That's all you got to do. It's not that hard, right? We could do it. I have kicked field goals. I have kicked field goals. It's not easy. But if you paid me $430,000 a year to just sit and kick field goals seven days a week, I'm sure I'd learn how to make them. 
Poor kid. Never had a chance. Thanks, announcer. Who was it? Joe Buck? Probably Joe Probably Buck. Probably Joe Buck. Joe Buck sucks. But, like, every kicker also in, like, history books, you know them by either a big miss or a big kick. You never or know. Or you know the Patriots yeah. kicker who kicked, like, five Super Bowl winning kicks. Vinatieri? Yeah. Yeah. I think Akers was still better than him back in his day. Dave Akers, lefty from Philly, baby. Come at me with it. Even though he missed the one to uh, beat the Patriots. Sorry. It's okay. Only the Giants can take down the Patriots we in hurt. the Super Bowl. Hey, we won. 2017. Eagles over the Patriots. Philly special. And we didn't have to kick a field goal to win. We won by 12. Or maybe more than that. I think it was more than that. I know we have 44 points in a Super Bowl, so come at me. Um, the only cool thing that happened this weekend was Ryan Fitzpatrick ceases to amaze me every day of his life. And when he got hit in the freaking face, pulled sideways, chucked a Hail Mary, and completed it, I was mesmerized. Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic is, I don't know, offensive player of the year. Give him something. Patrick Mahomes said it was the best no-look pass he's ever seen. you got to give that dude something. But it wasn't an intentional no-look pass. The guy was getting his face ripped off as he's throwing it. Great he commit to the play. He still chucked it, bro. He still hucked that thing 30 yards downfield somehow. I'm not downing the play. If I was getting hit in the face, my ass would go down. That's all. I wouldn't throw it. I'd go down. Like a damn soccer player. Touch it. Oh, my ankle. Exactly. Zach, I'd go I hit straight your elbow. Uh, Pass interference. You threw the ball, Zach. I don't care. Hit me in the face. Hit me in the face. Call whatever you got to. Illegal touching. 15 yards. I don't even know anymore. Okay. Green Bay Packers. You're going to win a Super Bowl. Green Bay Packers, you're going to win a Super Bowl. No. Yes. No. We mean no. No way. How? Who's going to stop them? I don't know. Who's going to beat them? I just don't want the Packers to win. I don't even want the Packers to win. But Aaron Rodgers is on a revenge tour. He's like, oh, you want to draft a quarterback? Watch this. So who are they going to get matched up against? Like, who would the their biggest competitors going in the playoffs? That they'd have. If to they get about? to the Super Bowl, they're going to play the probably the Chiefs out of the AFC. If they get. And you think they'd be able to beat the Chiefs? Yep. Easy. Easy. I don't even know. That might be reckless. I, I think that's a reckless statement easy, right there. Easy. Hot take delivered by Popeye's chicken, spicy chicken sandwich. Hot take delivered. Packers over the Chiefs any you, day of the week. You easy. heard it here for, first, folks. Yep, I'm saying it. Just listen. I was right about Clemson. I was right about The Bachelorette. No, I wasn't. No, we'll you, get into I that. don't think I you were. I was super wrong. I, I, I got beef with that. We'll talk about it. Green Bay killing folks. And yes, uh, if they go through the NFC, if they win this week, they get home field advantage to the NFC and nobody goes into Lambeau and beats them in the snow. It's going to be snow games for the entire playoffs in Green Bay. Shit happens, though. No. I, don't, I don't know. Not in the snow. I think they can do it, but I think if they, they match up against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, they're not beating the Chiefs. It's going to be tough. It's going to be the only game they're going to have to play on the road. I can guarantee you that. It's the only one that's going to give them any trouble because... No offense, they're going to roll through New Orleans. Green Bay already did roll through New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, maybe. No, no, no. NFC locked up. NFC champion, Green Bay Packers. I just crowned it. All right. They're going to the Super Bowl. That's it. 
Don't well, tell me Tom Brady. Tom Brady ain't got shit. No. He ain't going to do it. I mean, I think I agree with you. The Packers will go to the Super Bowl, but I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. Come on, Chiefs. Beat the Packers. See, that's the realistic. That's the fan side. Yeah. The realistic side is... It, 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 so you're only saying that because you're saying They might it. do it. Yeah. <laughs> I want the Packers to lose. I would love the Packers to go into the wild card game all cocky. Actually, if they win this week, they get a first round by. Whatever the first game they play in the playoffs, I'd love for them to get smacked. Because there's a couple people that I would like throw double fingers to. If they get smacked, it'll be great. But I don't think they're going to win. Or I don't think they're going to lose. So, the moment you've all been waiting for is time for The Bachelorette. Because the finale was Monday, Tuesday. And my predictions were all wrong. And I was blindsided by more than one thing. And I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, first, Zach wins. Namesake wins. We're all great, Zachs. Everybody, everybody named Zach deserves to win the Bachelorette. It's just a thing. We're all. It's, it's a namesake thing. I don't know how I feel about that. It's a namesake thing. We're all great. We're all just great. Does he spell it correctly though? No. He oh, spells so then it he's Zach. not the namesake. I don't know what to yeah. tell you. This is my beef. He's imposter. I'm Z A C K. That spells Zach. Z A C H spells Zach. That's all I'm going to say about it. Don't at me. I'll come after you. People are going to at you now. Don't at me. I'll come after you. Don't tell me about cheese. That's in the beginning of the word. I don't want the beginning of the word. Zatch. At the end. Zatch. So don't, tell me, don't tell me my name is spelled Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y. I don't want to hear it. I'm Zach with a K. Thank you. So on your birth certificate, it's Zach with a K? Or is it... Is it's it, Zachary. Is it spelled with? With a C-H. <laughs> <laughs> but don't at me, bro, because Zach is Z-A-C-K. I don't want, I don't want to hear the... Uh, don't at me. I don't want that noise. I do want that noise. I'll pwn you. I'll flamethrower you. Don't come at me. All right, gauntlet throw down then. Exactly. So, my namesake wins The Bachelorette. Eh, not that surprising, honestly. Were you surprised? Well, yeah. I mean, no, not really. I wanted Ivan to win. He was my pick. Soft. <laughs> With a Soft. T. Capital T for T-flag. Soft. But I think once it got down to it, like, yeah clear winner i felt bad man i felt bad for a lot of people so come to find out ivan gets kicked off because taisha is really religious and ivan not an atheist just agnostic um i kind of get it if you're like a hardcore atheist and you're trying to get with a hardcore christian girl i get it man y'all ain't gonna work out but if you're just agnostic, kind of laissez-faire, you can probably be flipped. Not even flipped. Because if you're an atheist, you need to be flipped. If you're agnostic, you just need to be brought to the light side of the force. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I feel like that's one thing that she could have, like, they could have moved past as a couple. Right. And not be like, oh, no, his beliefs clearly don't align with mine. Like, no, not really. He just is passive on the subject. It's not that he you know, is a complete atheist. It's exactly. Just... It's like, I went to Christmas mass this year. Well, a virtual Christmas mass. Did you do midnight Christmas mass? No, thank God. Yeah. It was like six thirty. No, it was like three, maybe five o'clock. One of the earlier. There. I don't know. Yeah. It was great. I mean, I guess, I don't know, but I knew it was important to my girlfriend's family that we watched Christmas mass together. Am I Catholic? No. Did I really want to sit through mass? Eh, I'll take it or leave it. 
But did I do it because I'm in a committed relationship and I knew that it would help my status within that Christmas, Christ, uh, 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 the family, the relationship? Yeah. Duh. <laughs> you can do that if you're Ivan. You don't have to necessarily believe all of it. But I don't think it's really like Ivan but probably would have like done it. Was, I don't it think Ivan's like a dickhead that's going to be like, no. Yeah. I'm not going. I don't want to hear it. Like, no, bro. He's not doing all that. Um, and then Ben comes out of nowhere. I, I don't see. This is where I don't like. Uh, every time on the Bachelor, Bachelorette, uh, you know, sitting in the room, you hear, "Oh, I wonder who that could be." Yeah, person from two like weeks ago that got sent home, or person got sent coming back a week out ago. of nowhere. See, that's the thing. This new like bubble Bachelorette. Yeah, that's where it all came from. I mean, it happens every season. That's where it came from. Got the bubble bachelorette. Bennett shows up out of nowhere. And then Ben thinks it's okay. Because Bennett set the precedent. What are you going to do? Tell Ben, nah, he can't come back. What are you, crazy? Even though I was screaming at the TV saying, please tell Tasha you love her. Please tell Tasha you love her. Please tell Tasha you love her. It's too late, bro. Hey, w- you and I both know that at the same point, though, guys are not very open with their feelings anymore. <sighs> So the audience might have known it, but honestly, if Tasha is looking me dead in the face with those eyes, and <laughs> she's begging for emotion, I could read that. I could read that. But that dude, like blinders on, like blindfold, didn't know what the hell was going on until after the fact, and then he comes back, and then I feel bad for him because he didn't even deserve to be back there, and then Tasha just. Tell them, oh, yeah, come right on. And then... Doesn't get picked. He gets picked for the rose ceremony only because she already kicked Ivan off and she had two roses and two people standing in front of her. Simple math at that point. Exactly. At that point, you're just doing easy math. And then when Ben gets down into the one-on-one date in the final two, she just tells him she don't want him. I want you, man. I want you, man. Why don't you just go and pack it up? Don't even try to come tomorrow and propose to me. Just pack that shit up and go. I don't want you. I mean, the, you got to respect the transparency. You don't want to, like, get him down there and, you know, oh, hold on, don't even bend down on your one knee. Like, eh, eh, eh. I agree with that, but I just, when there was two roses and two dudes and I knew which one I wanted to be with and I knew this guy was just here to be <laughs> here for dramatic effect and the producers told me to keep him. Got to keep the ratings up. Bro, I'm just tossing that rose into the damn trash can and be like, Zach, you ready? We're going to just leave. We're going to leave. See you later. And then the biggest thing was Brendan just walked out. Brendan just walked out. And you know what the problem is? I thought that she wanted Brendan the most, and now she just settled for who was left. Settled for Zach. Settled for Ben, Zach, Ivan. Like, once Brendan left, she was out of it. Yeah, but she could have easily just, like, gone after him. Don't like every guy come back and say, hey, Tasha, you know, give me a second chance. And I didn't really understand why he left either. Like. I'm with you on that one. I have no idea. He got like, like, uh, honestly, that was the one dude that you couldn't take on the date that she took him on of going to look at wedding rings. That was the one dude. There was anybody that was still there in that top four. That was the one dude you couldn't take on that date. All the rest of them would have loved it. It was the one dude you couldn't take. And you did it anyways. 
And you knew it. You knew it too. You couldn't take that man on there because he's already been in that scenario. You can't. You can't do that to him. But she did it anyways. I thought that was that was rude. That was cheap. She knew it. She did it anyways. And then he peaced out on her because he got scared. Just wasn't ready to commit. Dude, I tell you, any any. How old is he? Thirty. He's already been married too. He got married and divorced Ooh. young, just like she did. A little PTSD right. about the so previous marriage. So he's looking marriage, at wedding yeah. rings after two months of knowing this chick, and he starts shitting himself like any guy would if you're looking at wedding rings two months after knowing this girl. Yeah. Any guy would shit their pants. So that was just the wrong date. That was poor planning. I bet he wins it if they don't go on that date. She picks something else for him to go on with her. But at that point, I feel like you do that to, like, weed out the week. But he, ah, uh, he was doing so good, too. See what their reaction is. Like, ah, uh, you know, they're kind of soft well, on commitment. Be like, mm. I just think that she knew beforehand that that's exactly how that would go. And she messed it up for herself because that's who she wanted in the first place. No, 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 that's who you wanted in the first place. No, 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 that's who she wanted in the first place was Brendan. And he was like, yo, that got scary. I just shit myself. I'm out. That's that's brutal. Yeah. I I don't think that was a good idea on her part. But all Zachs, raise your hand in victory because we prevailed. We won the Bachelorette. We, even though it's Zach... We won The Bachelor for the namesake. All of us get a uh, W in you, the you column. Give you a cookie. Yeah, I'm yeah. one and know all time, Bachelorette. My question is, how long do you think they're going to be together before some scandal happens, they break up, divorce, etc.? I et don't know, man, because that dude's weird. He's different. He was a druggie. He is recovered. He had his issues. Addiction. Yeah, he had his issues. And... For me, you don't. You hope that those kind of people never fall back into that, but it's always like in the back of your mind. Right, it could happen. It, Even if it never does, the thought is still there that it might. Some concern about it, and I think Tasha weighed on that, you know, considerably because after her past relationship, you know, kind of the demons that people fight. Um, so I'm hoping for the best, the two of them that, you know, they both get the best, but that is a scary red flag that is going to always hang over. Yeah. I, who knows? She wanted Brendan. Oh, well. I don't know. Too bad. To you that. wanted Brendan. No. Stop telling everybody. I mean, that he was my Brendan. front runner, bro. I called that man from day one. Because if that's what we're saying, Tasha really wanted Ivan. No. But she oh, just God, let religion no. get the best of her. No, 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 no. She didn't want Ivan. He's soft with capital T. <laughs> Nobody wants Ivan. I did like his brother, though. His brother was cool. Dude was totally different. All right. That covers all the outline, Tim. Do you have anything you'd like to add to today's podcast before we say goodbye? I got nothing other than the waxing you delivered me on the golf course today. It wasn't that bad. It was two shots. It wasn't bad. That golf Just course. Took forever. Man, we played like five hours and ten minutes, and the greens were as inconsistent as Sam Darnold. From about a seven to a 13. Yeah, the last hole. Three putt city. Three putt par on a par five. That felt great. From 20 feet, as I may add. And it's because I hit it the same speed that I've been hitting it all day. 
And somehow, the last hole was a million miles an hour and almost hit it off the other side of the freaking green. It's all right. I'll take that one shot on you. I, two put, I three putted two par fives for par today. Two. I didn't make a single putt today. No, only you're kicking birdie from like a foot and a half. Correct. I should have had like four or five birdies today. Hey, Stella. She wants us to stop. We so go. we are. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. That's the podcast this week. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for having me, Zach. As usual, I will drive down to Wilmington as long as you don't make me drive to Richmond. It's about the same distance. It's cold up there, though. Oh, yeah, right now it's cold. That's why we came down here because it's the only place you can play Wintertime golf we'll in drive December. South. Yeah. I want to go to Florida. Let's go play golf in Florida. Only if you're taking me to TPC. I'm not going to TPC. That's like 550 around in the winter. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thank you, Stella. I love you so much.